Welcome to the Positively Fit Podcast. This is the podcast for you to ditch the diets and become the strongest version of yourself through proper nutrition, mindset, and movement. Every single Sunday, we will be bringing you a new episode by one of us coaches that will empower you to unapologetically show up for yourself. We are here to give you the fitness and mindset hacks to bring out the strongest and most confident version of you. Hey guys, welcome back to the Positively Fit podcast. Today, this is Coach M, and we are going to be having a very interesting, fun podcast. (laughs) It is all about my boyfriend's journey with SIBO, which he is here right now. Say hello, Justin. This is SIBO boy speaking. (laughs) He calls himself the SIBO boy, but today we're going to be talking all about his journey. And the dish boy and the laundry boy. Okay, so he does dishes and laundry most of the time, but that's because I'm here all day. Okay, never mind. This is a totally different topic, and I'm done with you. (laughs) Justin's had such a long journey. He had such a long journey trying to figure out it like what his symptoms were coming to like all about his journey guys we're going to be covering all of that um what exactly SIBO is what caused his SIBO and the symptoms that he had and how he is healing from it and we'll kind of chat about the different ways to heal but I'm going to be posting a bonus episode all about the different ways to heal from SIBO um, and give you guys some resources and whatnot so definitely stay tuned with our podcast if you want to hear that one so SIBO. What exactly is SIBO? SIBO is an abnormal amount of overgrowth of bad bacteria in your gut. And I've spoken of this a few times before, and I've had a lot of people reach out to me about, okay, I think I have SIBO or these are my symptoms. Do you think I have SIBO? And you can test for SIBO. So if any of these symptoms that we're going to talk about aligns with you, please feel free feel free to reach out to me, but you can definitely order a SIBO test. Um, You can order a breath test. You can do that by your GI doctor. So definitely recommend that if you guys are thinking that you've got some of these issues going on. So we're going to go ahead and pop into it. Okay, so when you first think of gut issues, I'm sure a lot of your minds are going towards, oh, I have poop issues, like I have constipation or diarrhea or changes in stools, bloating, gas, all the things. Well, I'm here to tell you that there are more symptoms to gut issues than just those very bland symptoms, okay? Guys, I've seen and heard of symptoms from gut issues that lead to things like eczema, like things on the skin, um, your brain, so your anxiety levels, like tons of different things I've experiencing them myself as well or have, have had in the past. No longer, thank goodness. So Justin, tell us a little bit about what symptoms you were experiencing when you were going through the beginning stages of your SIBO. So this is SIBO boy on the mic, live (laughs) from the kitchen day coach Emmy Lou Fit. (laughs) Sorry, I've literally never done a podcast or anything like this. Never even done like a middle school play. I've never acted, been recorded, nothing. So this is fun. I feel famous. So uh, just, you know, 
letting you guys know before I get on here and act a fool or sound silly. But anyways, yeah, I am um, going to talk to you a little bit about my experience with small intestinal bacterial overgrowth. It sounds disgusting, and it is disgusting, but, you know, that's, that's just the way it is. Um, thankfully, I've got it under control, um, finally totally healed, had it for about a year somehow, um, undiagnosed. Um, really, my only gut-related symptoms, if you will, was burping. So gassy coming out the top end, thankfully not the bottom end, um, <laughs> but still still gross. Um, had really dry mouth, um, Ooh, which was, was obnoxious for you know many reasons. Um, you know, it gives you kind of funky breath. You get self conscious about that. That's no good. Um, massive anxiety, not related to the bad breath, but still just you know general brain fog. Just you're not thinking clearly. It. It really just messed with my whole, my whole mental state. It was bizarre. Um, who knew? I mean, obviously, I had a, a general understanding of, you know, how the gut affects your whole body um, and the brain. You know, the the brain gut connection. And I do I do have a kinesiology degree. I got a little bit of education in this stuff, but. Anyways, it's something that, you know, you're, you know, you're aware of it, you read about it, but until you experience it, you don't really understand how severe it can be. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. But anyways, um, so yeah, the brain fog, the anxiety was through the roof. It was wild. Um, yeah, definitely it had a significant impact on my life. I mean, I just started a business. Um, it was just, it was tough to accomplish anything I felt like a shell of myself but enough about that um had mild breathing issues while lying down um not a doctor you know didn't really run that by anybody but I I gather that it was just from you know the the pressure from my abdomen that just made it you know a little more difficult to breathe I really don't know but that's in my monkey brain what what happened what caused that um sort of had a lack of um, abdominal control. Um, sounds strange, but it was like there was a disconnect between my brain and my abdomen. Um, Which I thought was like super freaking crazy, y'all. Like when he told me he had that, I was like, okay, something major is definitely going on because Justin's like really in tune with his body. Like he knows what's going on with his body, which everyone should be. And if you're not, you definitely need to come more in tune with your body. Take notes guys. Okay. Take notes of all of this. Um, wait, did you ever have any sleep issues? No, other than the fact that I kind of struggled to breathe while I was laying on my back and on my side. No, no actual sleep issues, but I did become quite the mouth breather. (laughs) (laughs) which I had to deal with. I had to deal with that, guys. Um, Wait, so recap. This is when Justin and I, like these things started getting really bad, like when we started seeing each other. So like 
a month and a half into our relationship, like I'm taking notes of all of these things that this guy is saying to me that he's got going on. And I was like, you know what? I, at that point, I was getting so far into my gut health. I was about to start my gut school to become a holistic gut practitioner. And I was thinking in my head, dude, this sounds like SIBO other than the neurotransmitter thing um, with having like lack of abdominal control I had yet to have heard of that one and the more he was talking about breathing issues the brain fog the anxiety like he felt like he was just like the like stuck all day and then the burping excessive burping after eating certain foods I was like sorry to interrupt but it it wasn't just burping it was almost kind of kind of difficult to swallow too it was just a uh, an extremely uncomfortable feeling feeling yeah in my actual stomach i mean not my not my gi tract necessarily you know not my intestines no no, nothing down low i mean literally in my stomach yeah and i was this entire time i was like wait it sounds like he has SIBO and i mentioned it to him and he was like look there's no way this thing is a gut issue like i'm doing air quotes gut issue because he wasn't having like any bloating no poop issues like nothing that someone would think is connected to your gut right so justin what did you think was going on i was sort of at a loss i mean i had been seeing a gi doctor um went through the the motions got tested for h pylori and candida and all that business you know the the standard there's something wrong with my stomach tests Mm -hmm. um but nothing came came up um, did they test you for like celiac or anything like that? No, they did not test for that. Um, no colonoscopy, um, but they did do an endoscopy. So down the throat. And that's a really funny story. Um, okay. Yes. Let's talk about that. Y'all. Okay. In case you don't know what that is, that's when they like literally take a tube and they put it down the top of like through your mouth down to your small intestines, correct? Yeah. Right. Um, which I had had done to me. I had had a colonoscopy and IgD, like when I had my issues back in 2020. If y'all haven't heard of that story, go back in this podcast and definitely catch that episode. Super interesting. But the doctors could not figure out what's going on. But anyways, they have to put you asleep for this stuff. Justin, tell your quick story real quick about <laughs> about what happened to you when you did this test. So yeah, our procedure. Uh, long story short, about the nightmarish endoscopy, I was to specifically instructed to have a responsible adult accompany me to the procedure. So a driver, essentially. I did not <laughs> understand the importance of that instruction prior to getting there, so I took an Uber there because I did not want to inconvenience anyone. It was like a Monday afternoon. So I Ubered myself to my endoscopy appointment and they refused to give me the anesthesia to do the procedure. So they were trying to reschedule the procedure, but I was in a lot of, you know, not pain, but I was uncomfortable and I really felt like there was something wrong with me. I'm a little bit of a hypochondriac, but I am in tune with my body. Anyways, they insisted that I reschedule the procedure. I said, no, I'm good. I, I was I really, you know, I took an Uber here. I can prove it. They didn't care. So she went back and talked to the doctor. The doctor said, we'll do the procedure, but we can't give you the anesthesia. And I stubbornly just said, yeah, let's do it. Let's go. Let's do this. Can you, know, you imagine? I can, I can handle it. So here I am. I happen to be 
boozing all day the day before, so I was already in a little bit rough shape. But I did, you know, fast and whatnot as instructed. So anyways, I'm slightly hungover, laying on the table on my side. They put this big plastic thing in my mouth, (laughs) and then they put a hose the size of like it's like you know six foot long hose with a camera on it it looks like a big pen with a camera on it and then they have a hose behind it anyways they threw it down my throat while I was laying there wide awake looking at them and I just instantly I mean tears gagging I was almost laughing because it was just hilarious it was so absurd so I was just laying there on my side staring at the doctor who was shoving this tube down my, like into my small bowel. Can y'all imagine? Like, okay, I'm sorry. I think this is the only time I've ever heard of anyone doing this. <laughs> Anybody doing this. So if you ever have, what do they call it? it I call an it endoscopy. Yeah. So whenever you have an endoscopy, and screw it. But anyways, or colonoscopy, please have a driver, okay? <laughs> please so. have a driver. But... Anyways, during these procedures, they're basically looking at the surface level, right? And like, lancing things out of my stomach while yes. I was wide awake. That was yes. sweet. Yeah. So they're taking a look at the surface level of things. Okay. So they're like, eh, we don't see anything wrong. So did they dismiss you after that? They didn't dismiss me. Um, we, we'd had follow-up appointments, but they just couldn't put their finger on what was going on. They basically just sort of acted like I was... Crazy or being a hypochondriac. Yeah, same. issues. Same, same. So this is the exact story, y'all, that came that was basically based on my story as well as like the doctors had no idea what to do with me. So I have having follow-up appointments, spending all this money on follow-up appointments and trying to figure out what was going on. And then they put me on medication for IBS. And then they told me to continue taking like stool softeners or Miralax. And the thing is, y'all, is like your body shouldn't need to rely on that. So basically what they were doing was trying to heal the symptoms, okay? And they were just diagnosing off of a surface level. So did they prescribe you, when you were going back and forth to the doctor about the stuff, did they prescribe you any antibiotics before they found out it was SIBO? No, they, they didn't prescribe me any, any antibiotics, but they did prescribe me, I think it was called nortriptyline, it was some kind of medication to, to reset Your the nerves, nerves, the, the nerves in my digestive system or something. I can't, I don't know, I'm not educated enough to talk about what the medication was actually prescribed for, but it was absurd. There was no way I was going to take it. It, the, um, basically y'all like he researched on medical journals of like what this antibiotic or what this medicine could cause. So the risk of taking this medicine, it was way too severe to what he really wanted to take the chance of. Um, and so, I was, you know, I was insistent, you know, I was like, guys, look, I've, I have an iron stomach. I have my whole life. Like I'm telling you there's something wrong. Um, I don't think it's an actual like digestive issue. Mm-hmm. It's like yeah. I just I can't put my finger on what it is, and then they started throwing the medication at me. So that that's how we arrived at that yeah. point. So let me ask you this: We chatted a little bit about like when, what year did this start? Um, I guess it started in 
August of 2021. Okay, so cool. Almost so a year ago. Almost a year ago. Y'all, that was almost a year of him trying to figure out what was going on. Um, so when all of this started, what what do you think caused this? Like, when did these symptoms start? Yeah, so we now gather that this antibiotic that I took back in May of 2021 that caused, it's called ciprofloxacin in the fluoroquinolone family of antibiotics. I guess they're really powerful. Mm -hmm. Um, Didn't know that before I took it. Um, It was actually prescribed to me off-label. That's a whole other story. I won't get into it, but I really shouldn't have been on that antibiotic in the first place. Um, So yeah, I took ciprofloxacin and it really, really messed me up. I mean, badly. I won't get into all that either. But after taking that, um, months down the road, I guess, is when this, when this started. So I gather that it depleted me of, you know, all of my good and bad bacteria and then allowed for the bad bacteria, which is supposed to exist in your large intestine to then, you know, have inhabit my upper GI tract where it is not supposed to be and caused all of these issues. Yeah. And that's why y'all, it's so important to number one, like really, really truly ask your doctors, like why they're giving you an antibiotic and what are the biggest risks that can happen? And when you're taking antibiotic, you always, always want to be making sure that you are replenishing the good bacteria in your gut. Okay. So that means taking a probiotic, like while you're taking the antibiotic or at least directly after. For the most part, you want to be taking it with, um, and there are other supplements too that can help like build up your gut flora, like after using an antibiotic that is going to deplete the good and bad bacteria. Um, but yeah, so long journey y'all that took like about a year. And then he finally asked the GI doctor if he could test him for SIBO and he did. And guess what? It was SIBO. It was SIBO. So what was your preferred protocol of healing? I had been, I won't call it suffering, but uncomfortable for long enough that I decided to just go ahead and take the antibiotics. There was a combination of two antibiotics that they put me on, one for 14 days, one for 10. Um, One was neomycin. That was the 10-day twice a day dose and then the other was rifaximin and I took that three times a day for 14 days so it was a pretty intense dose of both antibiotics really I was a little freaked out to take them since that's what caused this in the first place but like I said I had been uncomfortable and sort of searching for answers for so long I just was like you know what I did the research these antibiotics seem relatively safe read some medical journals read a few random articles um, that showed the efficacy of these antibiotics to in treating SIBO. And it was pretty clear that they would swiftly get rid of the bacterial overgrowth. Yeah. So I decided to just go with that. Yeah, yeah. And he, like he said, guys, like he was so uncomfortable for so long and suffering like mentally as well that he was just like legit ready to get over this. And... I'm just so glad that I came into your life, honestly, at this point, because I think I was the first one to point out that it was SIBO. Am I right? That's right. And now (laughs) I'll take credit. (laughs) I'll take credit. I'll give her a little credit. But, you know, now that I have 
finished those antibiotics and I feel a thousand times better. Yeah. I mean, mentally is, is the biggest thing for me. I feel and I so can much even better tell, immediately. Like, I can tell. And I can tell you right now too, is like your stomach looks different. Like y'all, he didn't realize this, but he was definitely bloated, especially like after he ate. And then like, after he started taking the antibiotic, like by the third day, we were both like, whoa, like my your stomach looks different, but yeah. So it was instant, you know, instant relief for sure. Yeah. But that doesn't mean, you know, that, that the journey's over. I for sure, you know, thank thankfully I have M here to help me kind of restore the balance of his gut healthy, flora. yeah, um, healthy bacteria now. So so sexy talk. I know gut flora. Um, but before we go any further, I want you all to realize that there are so many different ways to take care of SIBO. Honestly, the, the biggest ways are, um, obviously a gut restoration diet, basically where you are taking a period of time and holistically replenishing your entire gut and restoring your entire body, your hormones, your mind, like this gut restoration that I'll be coaching has actually helped people with MS symptoms has helped women regain their fertility that it has it's helped so many people restore not only their gut and their good bacteria and overall health, but long-term does heal. And latest research has shown that with microbiome labs, probiotics, long-term healing is beneficial. Okay. So it is actually proven that you can actually do that because the good bacteria overcomes the bad and evens out over time. Okay. So that is what a lot of people um, have done here recently, and it has shown to definitely improve and heal over a period of time. Now there's a, like I said, there's a few ways to go. Justin chose to take the antibiotic and now he's taking some probiotics and eating the correct foods and a balanced diet in order to regain the good bacteria back up okay to so to restore his gut flora but here's the thing you cannot just take the antibiotics or just the probiotics and some supplements to help with your symptoms which there are some supplements to that are beneficial for your symptoms that help your body kind of not like help your gut basically not work so hard because the last thing you want it to do is put more stress on your gut um but yeah, so the thing is, is like you, you can't just take the supplements or the antibiotics and expect to, oh, I'm all good. Yeah, you might feel good for a little bit of time, but if you do not take care of your body and eat correctly and take the proper protocols afterwards and incorporate the correct foods, um, then yeah, you're going to be screwed long term. Like there have been backfires of people taking the antibiotic and not doing anything correctly afterwards, not following up the, with the right food or probiotics or any type of other supplements that could help them regain and sustain and maintain their gut flora. So it's very, very important to work with a professional if you are having these issues or have been diagnosed with SIBO so you can once and for all kill this thing and never have to worry about it again. And the thing is too, is a lot of times when people have SIBO or any other type of gut issues, they're left with damage. They're left with a damaged 
gut. So if you do not take the proper protocols to actually heal and like I said, build up that gut flora again and create a sustainable environment, you're going to be suffering for a very long time. And a lot of people suffer for the rest of their life because they don't know where to turn. And that's where their holistic practices come into. I, I honestly like love that doctors are starting to recognize that there are things possible as H. pylori and SIBO and Candida. Um, I feel like GI doctors are actually and other doctors are actually starting to bring awareness to other type of issues that could be going on other than just looking at the surface level. Yeah, and just to quickly reiterate what M was saying, uh, you have to restore the balance of healthy bacteria in your gut after killing the overgrowth of bad bacteria. Yes, y'all. It's super, like I said, it's super important to work with a professional on these things. Um, so like I said, if you guys have been dealing with these issues or are sus suspecting that you have SIBO issues or any other type of gut issues based off of what we've talked about on this podcast, please feel free to reach out to me. I'll put my Instagram in the, in the show notes. Um, but also I'll be doing another podcast on ways to actually heal SIBO and the most effective route as far as what my professional experience has been and all of my research and from my gut school and holistic practices. Um, and other things that you need to think about other than supplements and the nutrition part, right? Like there's also lifestyle factors, which are super interesting. So please stay tuned to the Positively Fit podcast. I hope you guys have an amazing 4th of July and I will see you next time. Sebo Boy and Coach M out. We're going to the beach. <laughs> Bye guys.